Happy New Year, Colorado Springs. Thanks for tuning into my first episode of Real Estate and Rec for 2024. My name is Gladys Rumkis with Remax Properties, hosting from the impressive landscape of our great city. Let's get caught up on some market happenings in the Pikes Peak region. The average days on market are no longer seeing exponential growth, so that's a good starting point. From what I can see, it looks like numbers are beginning to stabilize. Depending on price range, homes are spending days in the average of 30s and 40s before they go under contract. So if you've listed recently and it's been a minute, don't lose hope. We've just gotten over the hustle and bustle of the holidays, and in recent years, we've seen an uptick in renewed interest earlier in the year. Furthermore, if you were to take all of the homes sold in the Pikes Peak MLS in the last 30 days, you'll also notice that homes are now selling at a median of 97% of listing price. However, unlike the steady 99% average we were seeing in August, the current average is 101% of listing price. Just a month ago, the average sales price versus listing price was at 97%. But I think with the beginnings of what looks like rate drops, we could be seeing a minor hit to the negotiating power of the buyer due to a few more players coming into the market. There are some really interesting dynamic changes going on for so early in the year, so it's good we're keeping an eye on the trends to help keep us ahead of whatever may be coming. If you're thinking about selling your home, you may be wondering if it's still a good time with these numbers. But I think if you need to upsize, you may be taking a little bit of a hit when selling your home right now, but you're also getting a better deal on the next home you're buying. The longer we have people sitting on the sidelines before putting their homes up for sale, the harder the competition will be when market conditions improve. One plus side, first time home buyers should be reveling. Unlike the unicorn years where you were competing with so many others on a home and you were almost guaranteed to fail if you couldn't offer well above asking, our current market makes the price of a home a lot less erratic. Plus, as a first time home buyer, you're not thinking of the interest rates of the earlier 2020s. Historically, the average interest rate over the last several decades has been somewhere in the 5 to 6% range. Anyone who bought a home in the 80s was stuck with an interest rate of 11 to 15%. So when you think of it from that perspective, and you've never owned a home before, under 7% isn't terrible, especially if it means either locking down a lower home price that will build you equity, or maybe getting the opportunity to refinance at a better rate in the future. You've at least got the home and you're well on your way to building your generational wealth. Additionally, one trend I've noticed in some homes that have been withdrawn from the market is that they are ending up getting remodeled or having other work done. So the question is, are you sitting on a 2-3% mortgage from the unicorn years and have come to terms that you're not leaving your home anytime soon? Or are you getting your home ready to sell in the spring? And that's where today's episode comes in what to do to get your home ready for selling in the near future. What are things you can be doing to your home to both increase its value, but not affect potential earnings when you do sell it? I've got a collection of general tips to help you prioritize home improvement projects for listing in the future. First and foremost, it's all about curb appeal. The first thing home buyers are gonna look at is the outside of the home. It's not uncommon for me to suggest that my clients drive past the home we'll be touring soon to get an idea of the neighborhood and the home's charm. As with any homeowner looking to sell in the immediate future, you're not looking to invest a fortune on the home you're about to leave. And honestly, I wouldn't suggest investing a huge amount, as a return on the immediate investment may not necessarily reflect in the listing price. So look for the things that stand out as being less than visually appealing. I know it's winter time and this one may be harder to tackle, but starting the planning process can help you with your listing timeline. 
What's the yard look like? Is it pristine and upkept regularly? Or has it been a while since it's had a trim and could use a longer term fix? If you've got grass, does it need some TLC first thing in the spring? How's the garage door look? Recently, a few articles on the web have suggested the upgrade of a garage door to be on the top of many things to upgrade lists in your home before selling. I honestly think the space of the garage door is something that appeals greatly to the eye when first seeing a home. So sprucing up the door to make sure there are no dents or faded and chipped paint goes a long way, but not necessarily upgrading the mechanics, as some of the articles may suggest. Continuing into the backyard. If there's a fence, is it in good shape? Are there any boards missing? Has the paint faded? Is there a patio? Is it in good condition? Could it use a power wash? Is there evidence of a destructive pet that you may have pushed out of your mind? Years ago, we had a dog that liked to dig holes near the fence and it made the backyard look very unkempt. Just something to keep in mind. If you have zero scaping, are there weeds that need to be removed? If there are trees, are they trimmed back to keep off of power lines and off the home? Are there rain gutters cleaned? And is the yard cluttered with patio furniture, ongoing projects, or random lawn equipment? I know it sounds like a ton of stuff to look for, but if you start now with some of these things, there's a good chance your home could look so much better when you're ready to list it. Moving on to the inside of your home. A good rule of thumb for pictures and showings is keeping 70% of the counter space in the home clear. I know, I know, that's almost impossible for an actual lived-in home. But as a bare minimum, I would at least suggest this approach for the moment when pictures are taken. Remember, the better it looks, the faster it can get an offer in, and the inconvenience of having to do these things can be lessened. Since we're getting a sense of the home from purely a visual standpoint in the pictures displayed online, the first thing I'm going to suggest is a good cleaning and decluttering. Cleaning can include working on the floors, wiping down floorboards, cleaning the windows to let more natural light in, dusting things like ceiling fans, blinds, vent covers, vent returns, plus wiping down any appliances. We all know the stove and fridges can accrue some pretty funky stuff very quickly. Also, this may not seem like a huge deal, but replace any burned out light bulbs. A potential buyer is going to look at a burnt out light bulb and think, hmm, is this a light bulb issue or is it a larger electrical issue? Don't let them doubt it. Just help them envision themselves in the home without distractions. An added bonus, if you're going to be buying light bulbs, make sure they all have the same light temperature, at least in each room. It's really odd when you have a four light bulb chandelier with half warm and half bright white bulbs. Remember, less to notice, more to enjoy. And this is entirely a reflection of what I look at, but I look very closely at outlets and switch covers. I'm a stickler for having safe electrical components, so if I'm touring a home and I see an outlet cover with a chunk broken off, I really wonder about other things in the home. Do yourself and any potential buyers a huge favor and pick up a dirt cheap outlet cover to replace the broken one. It's not terribly difficult, you can YouTube it if you haven't done it before. Just be super careful not to touch any of the components inside to prevent electrocuting yourself or damaging the outlet. One other thing to keep an eye on is fixing holes in the wall. Growing up, I had a brother that just loved running into the wall and the occasional hole appeared. Walls made of drywall are much more susceptible to the occasional holes, especially if you're missing doorknob protectors, and they can be an easy fix. I literally YouTube University taught myself how to do small drywall repairs, and it's been such a useful skill. If it's a bit of a larger job, a handyman or another professional may be able to help. Fixing up these cosmetic details can go a long way to making your house look more like a candidate for someone's next forever home. And the goal is getting someone in the door to tour it. Now we've got a great looking curb appeal and you've got a potential buyer to look at the inside of your home. What now? Well, there's a few things I like to ensure for a future listing, but 
the most important one, at least in my experience, is uh, the smell. <laughs> but you must be saying to yourself, Gladys, my home doesn't smell. Well, I hate to break it to you, but every home has a unique and distinct aroma. Most general home smells are easy to overlook. Some have air fresheners to cover up smells, but if overdone, can also work unfavorably. We've been inside plenty of other people's homes and we weren't remembering the smell most of the time. However, there are some odors that are just really hard to overcome. And just keep this tidbit in mind, and if I'm helping you with your listing, you'll bet I'll let you know if that's something we need to address. Other important things we want to help a buyer envision themselves in the home include removing personal effects. It's another rule of thumb that you want to remove as many personal pictures as possible. However, I know sometimes it's just not doable, so you do what you can. The reduction of clutter, however, becomes increasingly important during a showing. It's really difficult for a buyer to envision themselves in a space they cannot physically spread out in. Again, you want to make sure buyers aren't distracted and are really taking it in to hopefully fall in love with your home and ultimately put in a good offer. Even after all of this, you may still be saying, but Gladys, my home looks fine because we purchased it new, or it's not that bad really. Well, I don't blame you for seeing your home in its finest shape. It is after all your home. It is your home. This is where a second set of eyes may be really helpful. If you're just starting to think about listing, you may be able to see your home from a different lens if you work at it. But this is where calling someone like me to take a closer look may help you make some better choices in prioritizing your immediate efforts. Each home is different and these suggestions were only the tip of the iceberg, but they're meant to give you some idea into the lens we put on when helping you sell your home. Don't be afraid to give me a call and say, hey Gladys, we're looking at listing, but not soonish. Can you tell us where to start? You bet I'll be happy to help you begin your journey to get your home listing ready. On to the recreational part of our podcast. Last week, we were fortunate enough to have some out-of-town friends drive through the springs and suggest a breakfast place I hadn't tried yet. Boy, was I pleasantly surprised. Snooze AM Eatery has a few locations in Denver, but they have a location here in Colorado Springs off of Academy just north of Woodman. Since we went on a busy day, we used their online booking tool and we didn't have to wait long. But even if we did, it was well worth it. The aesthetic of the inside was something of a mix of mid-century modern meets modern diner, definitely a cute setting, and the food was delicious. I had the Monte Carlo, and as my girlfriends can tell you, I love a well-made Monte Carlo, and this place did not disappoint. Typically a Monte Carlo is known to come with a raspberry jam, but this place had a pepper raspberry jam that just added so much to the dish. We all had something equally delicious, including the French toast, shrimp and grits, and did I mention they offer a large portion of their menu gluten-free? Mmm, this place is worth a try. Also happening this weekend is the Home Building and Remodeling Show at the Norris Penrose Event Center. It's $3 admission for adults, free for kids under 18, and if you sign up for their newsletter, you can get a discount code to make it an even better deal. It goes Friday from 2 to 7 p.m., Saturday 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Sunday 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. According to their website, the Colorado Springs Home Building and Remodeling Show brings Colorado Springs homeowners together with the area's top remodeling and building experts. Every aspect of the home can be explored from the smallest design detail to the largest house addition. 
professionals will be on hand sharing their valuable knowledge to bring your ideas to life or inspire you with new ones. As we're wrapping up our segment on your home, it's not a bad idea to consider going to the home show and see what your options are. It's bound to be a good time, and if you go, you may find me there also. And that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening to Real Estate and Rec, where real estate and adventure converge. I've been your host, Gladys Rumkis. Be sure to click that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest episodes. Also, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Many thanks again, and I'll see you next time as we keep closing the deal on real estate and rec one episode at a time.